The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. We have uh, coaches from Coronado Nesticado in for the high school fan zone tonight on 100.7 The Score. Coronado got its first win, Jamie, on uh, set on Friday. Yeah, they uh, they went on the road and, and won at Abilene nice. Cooper, twenty seven to twenty one at Shotwell. So they're now uh, one and three on the season. So that takes uh, that takes probably a little pressure off of uh, of those kids because they they'd had two back to back weeks where they'd gotten really beat badly um, after an opening week uh, loss to Friendship. So uh, that's uh, that's good to see that come back. And then another team that came back on Friday night uh, to win. I mean, they, they went back and forth. But again, going on the road and, and winning and getting their second win of the season was uh, Lubbock High as they beat Lakeview down in San Angelo 43-41. to so Awesome. That's, that's, a really, that's a big win for them uh, to go to 2-2 two and two on the season. Uh, the other coach that will be in tonight will be uh, William Blaylock from Estacado. Man. The Mats are uh, slapping people around, man. Sixty-two to nine uh, was the final. Making it look easy. <laughs> they are making both it look, on the offense and defense. They, they are they are making it look easy. There's there's yeah. no no doubt about that. I, I mean, mean, if I'm picking a team from the area to go deep this year, I think I'm picking Estacado. Well, he he he's got a chip, a little chip on his shoulder, and his team's got a little chip on their shoulder. I mean, I think I I've not seen them play, but just kind of seeing results of their play. Like DJ Johnson, he went 12 of 16, 176 yards, two touchdowns, ran it five times for 62 yards. But Bobby Ross, he ran for 133, two touchdowns, 15 totes. Yeah, I think the thing is there that they have um, a really talented quarterback, obviously a really good running back, and then two or three different receivers that are explosive as well, and then flip most of those guys back over to the defensive side of the ball, and they're killing it over there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really are doing it in all phases of the game, so it's uh, it's been impressive to watch their uh, pretty t- much pure domination yeah, so far. Yeah, well, he, he's got a, a veteran group. and they Yeah, a lot of seniors. They didn't like how they ended their season, and he's made comment about uh, these, these guys want to, you know, they, they had a lot left and want to leave uh, – Leave a little bit of a legacy. So they they were off to a great start. Uh, Monterey, tough night down in Midland, uh, losing to Midland High 36-8. to eight. They're 2-2 two and two on the season. And then uh, Lubbock Cooper bounces back, Jamie. They get a big win at Ryder uh, on the road, 34-7. to seven. So you had a lot, of, a lot of these schools going on the road this week and uh, coming away with a victory. And, uh, and then Friendship High, uh, not quite as uh, offensive as what they've been. But they got the win. They're 4-0 in the season. They beat Abilene High Friday night, 17-12. So their record is 4-0 on the season. So uh, good for the good for the Tigers. So uh, that's uh, that was a, that's a that's a good mark for them. Mm-hmm. One of the things that um, that Coach McGuire was really frustrated with after the ball game uh, Saturday night is their their third down play. The Red Raiders were six of 14 on third down, and he. He said that they have not lost their aggressiveness on third down, but they've just not been good on third down to get to the number for fourth down. Now, they did go for it twice, and they were successful twice, 
Um, but then, then he made this comment. He goes, we've got to do a better job of upfront quarterback and play calling. He's not wrong. Yeah, nobody's going to disagree with you with any yeah. of that. Yeah, I mean, offensive line hasn't been good. Quarterback's play has been meh, and uh, and uh, I mean, play calling has has been at times. It just doesn't feel like it's been. Um, I don't want to say creative, but it's not kept the defense off balance. Yeah, uh, a couple of comments here. Uh, from the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Morton gets rid of the ball faster than Chuck. He also reminds me of Mahomes with the way he throws the ball. Some sidearm passes like Patrick. Morton would definitely win games when Chuck cannot. Tyler can't play well when he's at pressure. He craters and makes poor decisions. Accuracy is horrible. Too many receivers that are open that he threw over. Three and behind them. Uh, to me, it's not smart to continue on with Chuck if you want to compete well in the Big 12. Wow. Okay. I, I, I think... You know, every quarterback, a clean pocket is where they're at their best, right? You mm-hmm. know, sit back there and survey the defense and not have to worry about and look for receivers and not have to worry about a guy hitting you from the blind side or all that. Okay, so we know that's for every quarterback, mm-hmm. okay? But we also know that there are some quarterbacks that are just better at ad-libbing, right? Mahomes is the master of it, okay? But there's no Patrick Mahomes, really. Not, not many of them, right? Yeah. Okay, out there that are just look like when they and they're forced to make a play out of the pocket and get creative or they're forced even if they're staying inside the pocket but there's a pocket presence to them and it's not always a guy that's super fast you know i always felt like ben roethlisberger was a guy that moved around in the pocket really well even though he was slow okay but he just could feel presence um you know in those situations it just feels like tyler really struggles Okay, and if you if you have an offensive line that's not perfect, um, and you have a quarterback that doesn't ad lib well, and doesn't leave the script of okay, I got to make a play here outside of the pocket, or I got to move up in the pocket and all that, it's just not a recipe for things going great. Um, so I'm not saying that you move on to Baron Morton because your offensive line's bad or anything like that. I don't think that's that would be fair to Tyler Shuck. I, I just think it's a reality in football that you need your quarterback to be able to make plays when things aren't going right. College football, high school football, the NFL. All of them, okay? Pee-wee, whatever. I, I just I, I think Baron's a lot better at that. I don't think I again, I, Tyler. You give him a clean pocket and do all the things. He's not going to throw over the middle, but he can find an open receiver for the most part. I, I just think Barron's a much better quarterback at making things happen. Okay, and you know sometimes you just there's a different level of expectations from your quarterback than there is from other guys on the team, and that's hey, we need you to be the dude. We need you to make a play. Uh, I get that things don't go right with the offensive line or a receiver runs a wrong route or I mean, but you gotta make a play. You gotta make a play. It's it's on you as the quarterback. You're gonna get all the praise, you're gonna get all the, the questions, you know, and the criticism. And um I don't know. I just think Baron Morton makes more more plays. Uh this from the eight point center chat line. Way to go, Chuck, creating a quarterback concert controversy. No. Y- you are what you call a coach killer. No. 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 Uh, <laughs> the play of Tyler Shuck has created the quarterback con- yes. controversy. Yes. Period. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh somebody says this Morton equals sticks two point Stephen Sheffield. Mm-hmm. I wonder exactly what that means. Yeah. I, I think Morton's way more talented than Sheffield was. Yeah, I, agree. I like Sheffield, but I think Morton's a much better quarterback. Mm-hmm.
This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. Today is September 18th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire with this day in sports history. 1938 is where we will start. Chicago Bears beat the Green Bay Packers 2 to nothing. Mm. Nice. Offensive explosion in this game. Yes. 1954. Rick Spinks scores twice and kicks five extra points as Texas Tech routes Texas A&M 41-9 in their first win in College Station. 1956, Mickey Mantle hits his is the eighth person to hit 50 home runs in a season. 1966, Baltimore quarterback Johnny Unitas throws four touchdown passes in a 38-23 win at Minnesota to surpass Y.A. Tittle as the NFL's career leader with 212 touchdowns. He finishes his career with 290. 1984, Tim Raines is the first player with four consecutive 70 stolen base seasons. 1996, Roger Clemens ties his own Major League record with 20 strikeouts. And in 2004, down 21 to nothing to TCU, Texas Tech scores 56 straight points as Jared Hicks earns 211 yards on eight catches for a 70 to 35 win. Good day. The TCU fans were pretty happy at halftime. Uh, not by halftime. Halftime was 35-21. They were happy at the end of the first quarter okay. when it was 21-0. Yeah, but you were up two touchdowns by the time halftime got there. Uh, it's like uh, today knew that Jamie would be back. It's National Cheeseburger Day. It is. Excited about that. You're going to have one? I bet two. Two. I think yeah. two. One for lunch and one for dinner. Yep. Happy birthday, former Red Raider basketball player, Mike Singletary is 35. 35? What my math said. 2023 oh, Mike minus. Singletary. I was thinking, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my, that's my, I had a brain freeze there. I was thinking the Bears. Born in 88. Yeah, I was, I was thinking the uh, Chicago Bear, Mike Singletary. Well, he I was, have, yeah, I would have, yeah, I, I believe you, Jeff, but I would have guessed he was older. I didn't think he was that much younger than me, but yeah, I would have guessed he was I would have just said he's probably in his 40s now. Yeah. Uh, former Texas Tech football coach and current senator, Tommy Tuberville, is 69. Well, happy birthday, <laughs> Coach Tuberville, not Senator Tuberville. Um, does anybody see Will Smith? Don't don't see him. Okay. Uh, Jada Pickett Smith, his wife, is too. <laughs> oh, the other Will Smith. I thought you meant the real Will Smith. Jason Sudeikis, Jason Sudeikis is 48, Lance Armstrong 52, Rick Pitino 71, and Ryan Sandberg is 64. And on this day in 1793, George Washington lays the cornerstone to the United States Capitol building, the home of the legislative branch of the American government. The building would take nearly a century to complete. As architects came and went, the British set fire to the place, and it was called upon and used during the Civil War. Today, the Capitol building with its famous cast iron dome, an important collection of American art, is part of the Capitol complex, which includes six congressional, congressional office buildings and three libraries of Congress buildings, all developed 
in the 19th and 20th centuries. And that's this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history. Thank you, Jeff. Six uh, fifty this morning here on the morning drive. Would you have thought that Rick Pitino was older than Tommy Tuberville? I would have guessed about the same. You would have yeah, guessed about the same. I, I think okay, they're both, just they're both up there. Just based on the based on uh, kind of how long they've been around. I don't know that I would have said. I think I would have said Patino was younger. I don't know. Uh, Bartolo Colon, Jamie, finally retired. Okay. He finally retired. Yes, that's good. He um, <clears throat> just turned 50 about four months ago. He hasn't pitched in the big leagues for five years, but he was uh, honored by the Mets when he announced his retirement after 21 big league seasons. <laughs> he went 247 and 188. Did that include the season he was suspended for? I <laughs> I, I don't. Does that include you're still I don't, considered in the league when you're suspended? I don't for think a year. you get. I don't think you get like team credit. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't think you get. Team Actually, cre- I don't think it was a full year. I think it was. I don't know, maybe sixty games or something. Yeah. Pitch for the Mets from 2014 to 2016. Got an All Star selection, of course. You know, hit a home run. He was the, and I think he still is the oldest major leaguer to get his first home run. Um, he did it like at age 42. Thanks. I know. Well, good for, good for him. Good for him, right. Good, good for him. Um, of all the Big 12 games from over the weekend, which uh, which one surprised you the most in terms of the outcome? Oh, man, that was uh, Jamie's question of the day. Uh, oh, I was, I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. All good. Uh, I'll, I'm going to go with the BYU-Arkansas one. I mean, BYU in their first game of the season against Sam Houston State did not look great kind of really question things mm-hmm. with them. I mean, maybe it's more of an indictment on Arkansas, but going on the road to win at Arkansas, I thought that was a great win for BYU. 38-31 for BYU to uh, to get the win. Um, Iowa State, that was, I don't know, it's a, it's a surprise maybe. They lost 10-7. to um, That's quite an offense. And then Miami of Ohio goes into Cincinnati and wins in overtime. 31 to 24. Just, I just don't think Cincinnati's that good. So that wasn't that big of a surprise. I mean, obviously, K State losing to Missouri was, sure. was a, a surprise too, but I just not see BYU going to Arkansas and winning. Yeah. Yeah, no. And um, and then West Virginia with a 17 to 6 winner over Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't think either one of those teams are great either. So a little backyard brawl action there. It, that's a perfect term for a 17 to 6 game. Yeah, right. Backyard brawl. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So that's and then how about TCU? Uh, they manhandled Houston, thirty-six to thirteen. Yeah. 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 And I don't think Houston's great. I think TCU is is still good, not great like they were last year, but they're mm-hmm. they're okay. And so. Uh, and then maybe the maybe the upset of the day was in Stillwater with South Alabama beating Oklahoma State thirty-three to seven. You know what? That, that probably is the biggest surprise, I guess. I would say. Yeah, maybe. I mean, didn't you, see that coming. It's a guaranteed game for uh, Alabama. Oklahoma State paid them to be there, and then South Alabama goes in and beats them, and not only beats them, beats them down. I mean, it's one thing for a team like that to win. You know, like you know, maybe you get a pick six late or kick a long field goal or. You know, whatever, but I mean, to win by 26. Yeah, they just dominated from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, just before seven, we'll talk more tech football as the uh, Red Raiders took down Tarleton State on Saturday night. 41 to 3 was the final. We'll get uh, Coach McGuire's reaction from after the game. 
This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines, high school fan zone tonight. Coaches from Coronado and Estacado, both uh, with wins over the weekend. Friday night, to be specific, we'll be on the high school fan zone tonight on 100.7 The Score. That'll be at uh, 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, this from Raiders Dad. This is uh, really the first one of these that we, we got like this. I thought the O-line played fine. I think Shuck is better than Morton. I think everyone just wants someone to throw the ball 50 times. One of his strengths is his leg. It's going to be a, slow, it's going to be a slower drive. Uh, Morton plays less than a half and also turned the ball over. People need to settle down. Oh. Okay. Um, this, how many times have fans called for the back out and has really panned out that they are the better quarterback? I'm sorry. I'll take the guy who makes... Three million a year's decision on the best quarterback. Okay, well, that's that's fair, and that's that's a good question. How many times have you screamed for the number two guy, and he's actually been better than the one guy? I I don't think I scream for the number two guy very often at no, all. No, no, okay, I, I, don't, I don't think you I, do. I, I don't, I don't. Okay, and this is not about the everybody loves backup quarterback better. Mm-hmm. It, we've seen this guy as the starter. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, he, the offense looked better with him as the starter than the current starter. This is not a guy that we've never seen and we don't know what he can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not the case. Yeah. It yeah. is not the case. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Diff- completely different situation. Well, we've not heard from her, and she's usually uh, pretty level-headed in quite some time. After the first two games, I wasn't feeling too confident about our chances to be competitive. After seeing the Big 12 this past week, weekend, confidence restored. In other words, the other teams in the Big 12. Yeah, right, yeah. right. I mean, nobody's. I mean, Texas is killing it. They're up to number three now. They look like they're they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're no question. At the same time, they. I mean, that was a game that ended the fourth quarter at home against Wyoming. Yeah, that was. The dogfight, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were they were they were tied. Yeah. So in the fourth quarter, if if memory serves me correctly, I think it was that late into the game. I'd have to I'd have and to double they, check. And then they stretch their legs pretty good there and yeah. spread out the lead. Sure, but, sure. But I mean, they I, did what you weren't able to do. Put them away. Yeah. Yeah, they did what you weren't able to do. Uh, do we know what time the Houston game is yet? No. Um, Usually find that out during the press conference. Yeah, today. maybe maybe right before that today. Um, okay. Uh, one of the real positive things about Saturday night was, was the defense and how the defense played and the fact that, you know, the week before they had talked about not getting turnovers and how that was going to be a point of emphasis. And Malik Dunlap, um, he handled part of that and he gets a pick six for you to kind of really get things going and gets another interception. And then you would add one later on with Dadrian Taylor Demerson. And here's uh, coach McGuire on uh, Malik Dunlap's interceptions. Um, you know, but that's the thing, Malik uh, and uh, Rashad, you know, they had a really good week of practice. I thought they played well against Oregon. Um, they've got a lot of confidence right now. And uh, it was great, you know, for him. We were, we were in his zone. You know, he broke on the football and, um, you know, showed how athletic he was with that uh, touchdown return. And, you know, that was a big 
second interception because they were driving right there and um, you know he came up with it and um, you know there was a couple more out there that we need to get but it was good to see because we've you know been really frustrated as a defensive staff of uh, one um, our pass rush lanes but two not taking the ball away you know if, if we could have just been you know minus two a week ago then uh, you know it would have probably been a different game man still kind of kind of thinking about the previous week but uh, there were there were some other opportunities that they just didn't get um, in the ball game, but at least got at least got three. I was hoping that they would be plus three at the end of the day, because. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that one one interception there on the, on the last drive. You know we were talking about the three and out to start the game. That was your only three and out for the game. In terms of the traditional three plays and punt, right? That was your only one. You had you had a four play and. Uh, go two yards for a uh, for a field goal, which was disappointing. Which came after an interception. The one right at the start of the second half wasn't three and out. Also, we get a first down in there. Um, we had uh, five plays for twenty three yards. Okay, so we got a first down. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was your only that was your only three and out for the day. So that's, that's I don't know for what whatever reason. Um, this from uh, the Yates Money Center chat line. I wish uh, McGuire hadn't talked about the benefits of rotating quarterbacks so much last year. Now he's doing the opposite. <laughs> you know, every year is different, right? Mm-hmm. Every yeah, year. I don't. I don't think the rotation thing is necessarily mm-hmm. a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Seven twenty this morning here on the morning drive. All right, we haven't uh, gotten Coach McGuire's comments on Taj Brooks. He had a big day. Here's uh, the coach on Taj. Uh, you know, he had his career high, 19 carries for 159 yards. Um, you know, he's uh, 8.3 yards a carry. Uh, we saw that last week, him getting really hot. You know, uh, out of all his runs, he probably had, you know, early, I think it was in the first quarter, we ran inside zone, he bounced it. That was one bad run. You know, I keep reminding him he's 225 pounds, so make him pack, tackle 225 pounds. And, uh, you know, vertically, and you're starting to see that. He's starting to really get in a rhythm. Um, you know, and the thing I love about Taj and, and whenever guys come in and ask about him in this building at the next level is, you know, he's a complete back. He's got really good hands. Uh, he's physical in the run game, and then he's uh, extremely physical in the pass game of picking up blitzes. And so he's playing right now at a really high level. Uh, he was also asked, uh, Coach McGuire, was if Nehemiah Martinez is – his number two uh, running back right now. And he said, no. Uh, and then he revealed that Cameron Valdez uh, suffered an AC sprain and should be okay for West Virginia. That's good news. And that um, it's a, re- he said, it's a really painful injury. They've been trying to get it calmed down. Um, and so that's, uh, that's the story on, on Nehemiah or on uh, Cameron Valdez. He did not, uh, he did not play. I don't think he got in at all on, uh, on Saturday night. So, uh, that was uh, that was one note there, um, you know. With regard to uh, the receiver that just played outstanding was Jordan Brown, and so he um, he talked about how he rolled his ankle versus Wyoming, um, and uh, that he's now making it more about football. He said he's got a lot of swag, but he's making it more about football now. So, <laughs> who's this? Uh, Jordan Brown. Okay, and he had. All right. He had a he had a good night on uh, on Saturday night. He had a great night. Well, he had his first career touchdown. So he caught uh, cool. six balls. He was targeted nine times. The leading receiver, 
had uh, 73 yards in uh, in receptions. Mason Tharp had a big night. He had uh, three receptions for um, uh, 43 yards, and he had a big touchdown too. I said earlier that the um, offensive line was maybe the biggest disappointment so far. I, I'm, maybe wide receiver. It feels like you have a lot of depth there. It's it's uh, confusing to me why just Bradley and Price haven't haven't been bigger factors up to this point. Seems yeah. like really two really talented guys that. Um, I'm not saying they've been horrible. There've been been a few drops for miles, but uh, just haven't gotten it going yet. You know, Sam points out no penalties until the fourth quarters, and you know, That's nice man. It, and and you had you had a pass interference that was called like on the second to last play, and then a, a holding I think that was on the last possession, your last offensive possession um, of the ball game. So. There was a, a time there deep into the third quarter where neither team had been penalized. There had been uh, a holding call that was called in the first half, but it was declined. But, yeah, I mean, it was uh, pretty, at least according to what the guys on the field saw, uh, errorless ball game. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that Bradley and Price are leading you in receptions. It's not like they've been just no-shows. Just I expected both of them to you know, be dominant this year. Sure. Just have it. Well, he, but may, maybe credit that to uh, what the offense is doing, spreading the ball around to a lot of different receivers and a lot of different guys are involved. Maybe that does actually speak to the depth a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was uh, really pleased for Miles Price, Coach McGuire was, about that touchdown catch and, you know, because he'd had a drop earlier in the game and, and so just in terms of getting his confidence back and things like that. So he was really, really pleased with the touchdown catch that Price got in the bowl game. Which is a spectacular catch. 725 this morning on the morning drive. Jamie's question of the day is next. The Morning Drive Podcast from Double T973 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T973. What's uh, Jamie got inside the question bag today? All right, like uh, very often. Uh, it's a two-parter. Okay. Can't let just let you just answer one. That's good because it's generally what I don't do anyway. All right. So my question for you today is: Looking at the schedule, knowing what we know now, mm-hmm. is there a game on the schedule at the beginning of the year that you thought, uh, "Man, that's going to be really hard. Don't think we can win that one." Mm. That you're now feeling like, "Okay, we got a shot there." Oh, and is there okay. okay? Okay, and is there now one that you say at the beginning of the year um, you felt like okay, that's a win, and you're now really nervous about it? Um, probably I'll take the second one first. I think now I'm 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 nervous about BYU after what they did to Arkansas this past weekend on the road. You play them in Provo on uh, the 21st of October. And I think I'm. I think I continue to feel better about winning at Baylor on October the seventh. I'm gonna agree with Chuck on the Baylor game. I feel much better about it than I did at the beginning of the year. Um, I still think it's a loss, but it's a whole lot closer than what I thought. And I think you've got a decent chance to win that game. Um, I don't have one for the second half. I didn't think I didn't like the BYU matchup at the beginning of the year. I don't like it now. I don't like Texas at the beginning of the year. I don't like it now. Um, those would be the the two candidates for teams that have 
had some impressive times. Uh, I liked TCU on Thursday as a win, so I'm, I, they haven't shown me anything to change my mind there. I don't really have one in the second half that looks not good yet. Okay, I'm 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 right there with Chuck. I, I think Baylor looks a lot more winnable to me now than it did. I I had that as a loss coming into the season. I think it's um, a 50-50 game at mm-hmm. this point. I might okay. even lean towards the Red Raiders because I'm a homer. And um, you know, it's funny because after you know, especially the first week of the season, even after the second one, I think I would have told you I felt more confident about BYU. And I had that as a win to begin. But now, after a win at Arkansas, I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's a team that's figured some things out and they're getting better and all the above. So um, I would put I would put BYU in the mix, but I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm also putting West Virginia there. I had that as an easy win, and I'm nervous about this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've they've shown they can obviously play some defense. I I don't think their I think their offense is pretty weak sauce. But uh, I still at this point right now I'm feeling Red Raider win. But that's a game that I'm much more nervous about than I thought I would have been. Mm-hmm. C.J. Donaldson for West Virginia this past weekend ran 18 times for 102 yards. His longest run was for 17. He did have a touchdown. He ran for almost six yards a carry. So they they split. Well, they had just uh, the, the backup guy only got two passes thrown, so it's not like that was that much. So, at any rate, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think, uh, I think I'm with you. I mean, the West Virginia's two and one. I'm just curious. I'm curious about the confidence factor. I'm curious about, um, um, you know, the what's the carryover from them after playing a rivalry game, one that they hadn't played in Morgantown in quite some time. You know, they're going to have a lot of people patting them on the back. You know, because I thought maybe at that point in time, if if West Virginia was zero three, that that might be a spot where they'd make a coaching change. You know, if they if they were, but they're not. They're mm-hmm. two and one. Um, I'm sure that they're still having those discussions there in Morgantown about, well, hey, we're two and one, but you know, can we sustain this? Can we get to a bowl game? Is that enough for Neil Brown? And all, all those, all those, all those things, all those questions. That's the questions that they have there. You know, what's it just feels like that's feels like that their purpose to an end is that they'll have a new coach, you know, in December, if not before. Yeah, I mean the start they're off to right now, it feels like it would be I guess a little bit surprising if they that he doesn't at least make it to the end of the season. Yeah, no, I think he'll make it to the I think he'll make it to the end of the year now. Well, maybe. I mean I think I think for the most part. Uh, he'll make it. He'll make it to the end of the year. Uh, this. It was sure nice to have a game that we didn't have to stress about on Saturday. I will admit I'm a bit worried about the offense. It looks somewhat pedestrian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody says this. I predict this will be Tyler's last start. Uh-huh. Well, he's going to face a tough defense. That's for mm-hmm. certain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's whoever is back there. Whoever. And I'll be shocked if it's not Tyler. Yeah. Uh, this. I think Arkansas is just not. Really not good. UCF put up 40 on Kent State at halftime. Arky beat them by 20, and one of those was a garbage time touchdown. Okay. Yeah, that's a fair point. Okay. Uh, you made a comment about the uh, West Virginia and, uh, excuse me, the Wyoming and uh, Texas game. And 
Yeah, you know when you when you look at it, I mean it was it was a ten ten game with uh, twenty seconds to go in the third quarter. So um, going into the fourth, the Texas right away uh, gets a forty four yard touchdown pass uh, from Quinn Ewers to Xavier Worthy uh, to make it seventeen to ten, and then they would uh, score again at the nine oh one mark and again at the eight forty six mark. So they they went boom boom boom. Um, uh, there in the fourth quarter, but yeah, it was it was a ten ten game, you know, at one point in time there in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So early yeah. on, yeah. Uh, Bobby Hot Dogs, did Chuck pull another baller move and get seats on the west side to sit in the shade until his east side seats were sufficiently shaded? No, no, we we were at East Siders the whole the whole game this week. Okay, okay. so it was uh, right right about the start of the fourth second quarter uh, when we got the shade there. Uh, thanks to the 14 stories that they built on the west side. So that was that was good. But it was a very pleasant evening. Good, great uh, football weather. Um, I thought the, the crowd was really good. Um, you know, I think the the student section stayed for the most part. Uh, the whole stadium stayed for the most part. I mean, there were there were people that I'm sure it looked probably different to you on television than what, what you're looking there as you're watching it. I, and somebody made mention of this earlier, and I – I agree. I don't care who it is. We got to stop throwing bottles. I mean, I I saw a bottle come out of the stands on the east side, a plastic bottle that that hit a player um, uh, for Tarleton State. I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I just man. I just don't understand. I got hit. I got hit in the second half, about the I think the fourth quarter, by a very wet tortilla. Um, it's just. I mean, I hate the throwing of stuff. I hate sounding like an old man, but man, when it comes to throwing bottles and cups and things like that onto the field, there's just no reason for it. There's no call for it. But I was uh, I was happy to see the the crowd stay um, almost to the very end on Saturday. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, if you were at the game or or listening to the game and. Towards the end, you um, you heard about uh, one of Tarleton State's players, Jaden Smith, who I believe was knocked out, Jamie, when um, like right away uh, there in the uh, in the south end zone, uh, he has he was discharged from the hospital overnight Saturday night, and then uh, went back to Stephenville, so um, was able to move all his arms and legs and toes and no neurological damage now was he concussed probably so but at least he was able to you know get out of the hospital and and go home so that was uh that was good it was scary yeah no doubt scary side i mean he was laid out flat there in the Mm -hmm. in the end zone um this from the eight swearing center chat line i think this is a fair comment maybe if they had some kks i guess campus cops and adults as event staff instead of students now i don't know if they're students or not some of them are, it appears. They might kick the offenders out of the game and revoke their privileges to attend any sporting event. Event staff in our section spends the whole game in the concourse tunnel entrance watching the game. Uh, I think it's fair. I think they could be more aggressive. I think the uh, they need to empower that event staff um, or or have some you know people that are uh, and it's not just in the student section. It's it's all throughout. I mean, I I. Uh, I don't disagree. I, th- I think they could. And you got to hire people that are that are not afraid to do their job. That's right. That's not the easiest job in the no. world. I I can imagine. No. But you got to hire people that have the I'm, um, 
uh, are at a level of mm-hmm. confidence and mm-hmm. you know that um, can handle themselves in that situation yeah. and, and um, are are willing to do that well, that are on the lookout for it. I yeah. mean, that are on that are on the. I mean, I I, I watched a guy. A, a student take a fellow student up the stand. I mean, the guy was bombed. I mean, he could barely walk. And, I mean, I don't know how old the kid was, but I did see at least uh, one one person take out of the, taken out of the stands. I don't know why he was taken out of the stands by the police, but he was taken out of the stands. I know they asked him for his ID. Uh, it looked like he had something in his pockets, but they did do that. Uh, there was a guy that was, you know, smoking in front of us twice. You know, and we have to be the ones that point it out. It's like, I don't want, I don't want to be, nobody wants to smell your smoke, but I shouldn't have to be the one that points that out. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm a little tired of that too. I'm a little tired of some of the fan behavior that's going on. And I think the event staff could be a little more aggressive on that. Um, so anyway, uh, that's just my, that's just my take. Hey, uh, I got to tell you, I got home from the, the game and got home from our post game uh, show uh, Saturday night and. You know, a lucky lady had bought me a pizza, and so she was in bed. And I thought, well, I'm just going to sit here and watch this Colorado Colorado State game. And I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to come to a pretty quick end, but it didn't. I, I look, I'm I'm pretty impressed with Colorado. I mean, with what they did, you know, at the end of the game. I mean, Colorado State put them at the two yard line, and Shadir Sanders had to go 98 yards, and then they win it in double overtime. Um, I mean the. The level of play, play calling, execution, you know, for a team that turned over literally its whole roster and brought in a whole new – I mean, they that thing is invigorated. There's no question about it. And for anybody that thinks they're only going to win six or seven games, well, I, I'm not taking that bet. I'd probably take the bet that they're going to win more than that. Now, I realize you're playing Colorado State, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, this was probably the least impressive yeah. of the three victories. Yeah, but I mean, they yeah. but they found a way to win. Sure, they found a way to win. So I mean, I, I, um, I don't I think, know. I think Shadir Sanders is terrific. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I yeah. lost his stud receiver mm-hmm. slash cornerback there for a couple of weeks, but I think Sanders is he's legit. And, and apparently, during uh, at some point in time during the game, and I, I did not see this. I just saw a still photo of it. It looks like he's poking a Colorado State guy in the eyes now. Will they suspend him for that? Will he have to sit out a, a game? As a result, I don't know. That's a that's going to be a Pac-12 decision. But it was after poking a guy in the eye. Yeah, you could see him with his fingers poking a guy, like kind of doing the you know the Three Stooges thing. You know, and the guy was allowing this to happen. Well, I mean, it, I think it was surprised. You know, it was like it's not like you're like, oh, hey, poke me in the eye because I just hurt your teammate. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So there you there you go. So that was uh, that was just uh, my my take on my take on things. I I was like I said I was really really impressed. Uh, Chuck, you should bet on Colorado this week. Oregon is favored by fourteen over them. I think they'll beat Oregon. I think they'll beat Oregon. I think they'll I think they'll beat Oregon. Be a good game. Yeah. Probably an entertaining one to watch. Uh, I did not see the sixty minutes interview with Dion last night. Apparently it was. Really good. Uh, Sooner in Lubbock. See how they do against quality competition. Okay, all that's fair. Mm-hmm. All, all of the, all that's fair. All I'm just saying is I've been critical of Dion, and and uh, there's some things that I don't uh, I don't like about what he's done or how he's handled. But I mean, 
Gotta say, man, they've they looks have, like a good football team. It looks like a good football team. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not saying they're gonna win the national championship, but I'm mm-hmm. with you. I think they're a bowl team at the very least, and who knows, maybe they could get to eight wins. Because I mean, you talk about playing the tougher competition. Well, you're now going into the Pac-12. I know they got a nice, bright, and shiny, sparkling record early on here in the season, but you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. Sure, sure. I mean, and, and the Pac-12 looks like, I mean, it looks like a pretty good conference, doesn't it? Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's I'm, all going away. Yeah, I mean, it's all going to go. Uh, somebody says Iowa State got hosed. Okay, I didn't. I didn't see any of the Iowa State game. I have no, no knowledge of how they did or didn't uh, get hosed. Uh, let's see here. Um, somebody wants to know. Uh, tech uniform setter are my favorite. I hope Tech wears white jerseys, red pants, and black helmets on the road. Okay. Um. Somebody wanted to know how I felt about the alumni band playing the Wabash Cannonball, my favorite song. I think they're, the, the Tech alumni band's version is far better than what's played uh, north of here. But I, I wish they'd play something different. But it was funny to me Saturday. They had three bands at halftime. Tarleton State marched, the Tech alumni band marched, and the Tech band marched. It was great. It's a full complement of marching music uh, at halftime. The Tech band spelled out Tech. And then usually what happens is when they spell out something like that, they just spell it out t- to the to the west side because that's where the TV cameras are, and they want to, you know, they want to get a good TV shot of that, and so I, which is understandable. But but uh, Saturday night they flipped it around and, and showed showed it to us, so we didn't have to read it upside down on the east side, and that was really nice. That's very nice. Of them. Yeah, it was really really nice. <laughs> I'm sure, really you nice could have figured them. out what it said. Well, no, we could figure out what it said, but it's just nice to see it, right? Sure. It's just it's sure. just nice. It's just nice. Yeah, I'm fine with three bands as long as it doesn't extend the halftime. Did not extend the halftime. That's Jim. that's the difference. It did not. Now of these high school deals where the clock counts down sure. and then at like two minutes it just stops and, and the band plays for another ten minutes. Right. Just, yeah, not so much. Yeah. Right. No. No. Hey, it, those those kids work hard on their craft, so they should have their sure, time. Sure. Sure. And I I yeah. thought the like I said everything was uh, it was it was a it was a really good evening. I mean they had. Good fireworks on Saturday night. Fireworks behind on the east side. Now, see now what I'm trying to do after a tech touchdown, and I'm not I've not quick enough yet. Okay, is I want to get a selfie of me and the lucky lady with the fireworks going off in the background from the east side with it behind us. But I've not been able to accomplish that yet. Oh man, I know. Good it's luck, t- dude. Tough deal, right? You should hire someone <laughs> to just sit there in front of you waiting for that moment. Write <laughs> a check, man. Write a check. Maybe you could pay that guy in the smoke, the smoker down there, a few seats in front of you, a few rows yeah, in front stop of you. Stop smoking to, and just turn around and take, shoot turn around and pictures picture. of Chuck yeah. and the lucky yeah. lady. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, I I didn't, but I wanted to go teach the three young ladies in front of us how to sing the school song without, you know, disparaging it. But we just, you know, can't fix everything, Jamie. I I can't fix everything, mm-hmm. but. That's just going to happen as well. It's too it's too bad, but it. I get it. I get it. You're having fun, but man, why do you have to? Why do you have to screw up this fight song? You can just sing it. Yeah, I don't. I, that's that's not fun to me. Yeah. So I don't understand. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double T ninety seven three dot com.